Hi everyone, this is Ronnie at Everything Vive. I'm here at GDC 2019, and the first guest on, on the podcast is Vinay from HTC Vive. I'm Vice President of Platform Strategy, correct? That is correct. And uh, yeah, we just came out of Dev Day, uh, the Dev Day uh, keynote that, that HTC Vive gave uh, regarding platform strategy. So uh, Vinay is the perfect person to be on the show today to kind of uh, run through some of what they talked about. Uh, just you know, if you could, uh, if you could first give just a, a very brief overview of what you talked about. I know the main focuses were on, I think, Viveport Infinity, uh, Vive Wave was another big one that was talked about today. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about the Viveport Reality System, and then you also talked about, I think, future hardware and software kind of uh, additional SDKs and platforms. Sure. Um, if you could just kind of give a, a real quick overview. Yeah, yeah. So thank, thanks for having me, Ronnie. So yeah, I think today at GDC, kind of the, the Dev Day keynote, we really wanted to kind of maybe change the dialogue a little bit. We as a company have been doing so many things when it comes to kind of furthering uh, immersive experiences, but also building the ecosystem. Sometimes you, you forget to really just talk about it and maybe explain what we're doing. So today was really that. And we, we started off talking about something we have been uh, really investing really heavily in, which is the ability for developers to publish and monetize our content. And rather than just a, just a straight kind of publishing um, content system, we were like, well, what's a better way for developers to differentiate their content? What's an easier way for consumers to explore? Uh, because we knew that VR content wasn't going to be your traditional titles, but the best way to get someone to experience that was to maybe lower the barriers. So Viveport really kind of changed the game with a subscription model. And this year we took it even a step further with an, uh, with an unlimited subscription model. And that's what Viveport Infinity is really about. Uh, so definitely it was really cool to show that, as well as the growth in the developer platforms. We've seen with the subscription model, not our users actually trying more content, they're actually finding content they love and doing it even longer. Uh, and so that's, that's been really awesome. And of course, you know, our commitment to the developer community goes more than just the tools we're building. We're, we're giving back most of the revenue, right? And, and, and that really kind of goes to show, um, I mean, it's important to us. The community is the reason why the ecosystem is growing and thriving, and we want to continue to support that. So in the spirit of community, um, we really wanted to talk about some of the technology innovations that we're doing. So I talked about really our three pillars of what we would con consider platform strategy. So there's the Viveport SDKs, and those are your SDKs and, and APIs that allow you to publish and monetize that content. And then we also have the Vive Wave SDKs. Uh, it was really cool to have Hugo Swart, the head of XR for Qualcomm, join us on stage today and really talk about not just our partnership, but even their long-term investment. Uh, the future of XR is a multi-year roadmap, and we are working together to really define what that's going to look like and how can we actually make that seamless for both consumers and developers. So the, the Vive Wave SDK platform is really about unifying the over 400 all-in-one headsets in the market. And the way we can actually unify them is actually having one SDK stack that actually can run across any of those OEMs that want to integrate. So not only from a developer standpoint can you build on one but deploy on all, but also you have a built-in store. So if you don't really have an access to a market or even know how to do VR arcades, well, Viveport can do that for you. And it's native to the Vivewave SDK and in, in a key part of the um, Vivewave and Qualcomm partnership. And so that's always been really exciting and, and not new, but definitely something that's expanding. Uh, and then we actually even took that even a step further 
and took a step back and said, hey, like, how can we even unify our overall hardware portfolio? Um, we have the most expansive VR hardware portfolio in the market, um, and that includes everything from the Vive to the Vive Pro, the Vive Pro I, uh, and that is really kind of your flagship products for the best in PC VR experience. And we also have our all-in-one headsets, which is the Focus, and of course, once we lost the focus, the development community wanted six-stop controllers with a six-stop headset. So we built, we rushed to really build a dev kit that was an add-on. And I have to really give props to the engineers for that. It, it would have been easier to create just another headset, but instead we did not, we wanted to value the investment developers made on the original focus. So we created a dev kit that was a snap-on, it actually looked great, functioned great, uh, but we also needed a consumer-ready headset with a focus plus. Six-stop headset, six-stop controller. Uh, all those things are exciting, but really when it comes to extending even more of the hardware integrations, um, and even including software solutions for Pro-I, that's where you get Vive Sense. Uh, the Vive Sense uh, SDKs are really about driving more immersive experiences and tying other um, VR platforms together, actually VR hardware together. Um, and that's really what today's sessions are about, going deep. We actually invited the engineers that actually were, this, they were the, this was their brainchild, really, essentially, of why they built these SDKs, um, what, how to actually even use them. And then we also even pulled our partners that are actually using these SDKs to grow their business. And of course, you know, we really want to be a lot more engaging with the development community. And, and also just be more upfront and honest, both in terms of getting feedback, but also kind of hearing your pain points. And so we're doing some extended Q&As with um, our partners as well as our engineers that are building our software suite. So a lot going on today, so you know, yeah. it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty exciting. No, it was a lot for me to process, so that's why I was trying my best to kind of figure out the kind of questions I wanted to ask you and all for that. For sure, and, you, and I totally agree. Tons to process, and so many more things that we haven't even talked about that maybe alluded to, including the, the Vive reality system, which is, I think, probably a podcast in itself. But, you know, we, we want to make sure, if you want to learn more, that you can come to Vive. Or excuse me, developer.vive.com. Um, and definitely register because we're going to get a lot more active in terms of talking about the products we're bringing into market, the software solutions we're bringing, and engaging in your feedback. And one last thing to add, coming soon, we did talk about something today which is actually also really cool in our future products. We talked about bringing um, cloud VR streaming with our 5G hotspot. We also talked about something a little bit more near term and lip tracking. Um, now there's some amazing soft, uh, software out there for lip tracking, but we do have partners and developers that want a lot more accurate facial expression tracking. Um, and so our engineers kind of went back into the lab and actually created an add-on, um, a facial tracking add-on for the, for the Pro um, that you can actually get. And we will be announcing the, uh, for those companies that are, and developers that are already working in lip tracking, uh, an application to the developer program in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned. I look forward, Ronnie, to uh, talking to you a little bit more about that when we're ready. Um, and then, of course, lastly, the Pro-I. Uh, the Pro-I is probably one of the most meaningful innovations in VR, especially consumer-based VR headsets. Um, to just say it's foveated rendering or eye tracking does not do it justice, uh, but it's definitely a software suite that's going to revolutionize how we're actually interacting in VR. Uh, so it's going to be super exciting, and we're really looking forward to what the development community comes up with. Awesome. Well, thanks, Vinay. I, yeah, listening to to you guys explain your your strategy going forward um, just before we you know sat down to chat, I was really impressed with just in terms of how you guys really seem to be fo trying to to 
to narrow and not be blind blind to a lot of the problems that VR is facing right now and and and, and really doing everything you can to try to solve those problems, the ones that can be solvable by, by software now, as well as you know, some of the future problems or future, I guess, potential uh, technologies that could be taken advantage of. Um, one of the things that I thought uh, you seemed to focus quite a bit on um, was uh, keeping users in the VR headset and also bringing users back uh, consistently. That, that was something that I, that I and, and something as, as a VR enthusiast myself that I noticed uh, is, is one of the limitations of VR right now is just, you know, how much time you're actually able, and, and I actually agreed, like I said, prior to coming here today, I thought a major reason that that could be difficult seemed like more of a platform software limitation at this point. No one had quite figured out how to make users comfortable in in the environment, and, and I know some of that is is going to you know be talked about probably later with the uh, the virtual reality system for example, or the the reality system yeah. for example, um, how to how you guys envision uh, the platform uh, for 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 VR users, you know, just going from experience to experience. But um, yeah, I was just kind of curious if you could talk a little bit about. Um, what you guys do at HTC Vive to uh, to, to to identify um, problems that are that are current now, and then also how you guys look forward in in thinking how those might change or develop um, in future uh, hardware platforms. Sure. Yeah, and I think uh, there's no really simple answer to that, except for the fact that that's kind of in our culture. Um, it's it's who it's what we do, um, and not just with VR. We've actually been doing this for decades now. Um, you know, we were the when it comes to emerging technologies, whether it was the first um, smartphone, first Android phone, even IoT devices with some early, earlier partnerships. We always had to look at how are how are uh, users going to use this technology in the future. Um, we've always been a great partner to work with, and we've also felt that our industry partners, especially those that lead uh, certain categories, by working with them, you can actually uh, double kind of your impact in the industry. Um, so it's, it's kind of been a, a process of getting developer feedback, getting consumer feedback, and just in general, being users of our platform. Um, you know, we, we all of us spend still a lot of time in the headset, um, and also we're, we're just very passionate about what we do and really believe in it. Um, and I think it's also in the spirit of making things better, um, there's a lot of debate, right, internally of what's good, um, what's better. Um, and then, because data in terms of the, kind of the future of how things are progressing is not really readily available. Yeah. So we really kind of have to kind of go back on our laurels and our experiences to really um, help kind of pave the way. Okay. And yeah, I mean, uh, talk maybe a little bit about balancing uh, keeping, I guess, current users with current hardware happy, but also maybe, uh, you know, how you guys determine when to introduce new technologies that are only hardware specific. Yeah. I I think uh, one of the things that we look at fundamentally is we don't want to disrupt the development or the content pipeline. So we've always been very sensitive to the developer community. And that you can see that even with the original uh, Vive. So when we launched the original Vive, we had the the Vive developer kit. The Vive developer kit and the and the next version of the Vive, the first consumer available headset, was very much on purpose, very similar. We wanted to make sure that the current models, uh, the content, all of it did not have to get redone uh, for the introduction into the consumer space. So that's always been a key component for us. So when we look at innovation, we look at those are actually tangible pain points. 
Um, and, I, and I think so. So there, there's kind of that kind of rooted in, in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of looking at kind of just even um, some various kind of partner feedback. So a lot of the investments that our partners are making, especially in the enterprise space, are multi-years out. So we have been working with, for example, all the top auto manufacturers, aerospace companies as well. And when you kind of look at category leaders mm-hmm. and looking at, they're looking at how is this going to help me solve my problems three years from now, mm-hmm. um, it really helps us as a company to kind of stay ahead of the curve when it comes to that. But also, too, we're probably hands down one of the best hardware manufacturers that are out there, um, both in terms of design, quality, um, and just overall the ability to kind of innovate and rapidly prototype pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really using that to our advantage. Um, software is a key component uh, to becoming a platform company, and that's what we want to talk about here today. But in our DNA, what we do every day without trying <laughs> is just make really impactful hardware. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that. So it's really kind of marrying those two businesses. But again, the development community is critical uh, for us because um, we feel as though that's your pain points is really the helps to define our roadmap. Okay. Right. Um, especially when those pain points are really actionable, we can have a conversation around it. So sure. Uh, yeah. So and I and I know uh, HTC. I mean, you guys have been focused on enterprise as well as consumer level products. Um, maybe talk uh, just briefly, and I think this is probably where we'll, where we'll wrap things up um, in terms of um, how you guys determine um, when to focus more on the enterprise level yeah. uh, stuff, and and when those same types of technologies, same types of in- initiatives, can kind of filter down to the consumer level sure. products. Yeah. Earlier, I talked about, and and this also keep in mind, we don't think it's an either or. Okay. Right. When it comes to new industries being born, um, the enterprise market's really where those things happen first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do believe on kind of making sure that um, platforms, products, services, and hardware are robust enough to kind of meet the enterprise bar, but fun and engaging enough to kind of meet consumer needs as well. So, so, so I think that's a, a core uh, fundamental belief there. We also don't believe in having to prioritize one versus the other. Um, and so that's why we have a portfolio of products, though. Right? We have the Vive, we have the Pro, we have the Pro-I, mm-hmm. we have all-in-one. So we know that these markets um, overlap, but they're also independent in nature as well. Um, but originally I said we are a platform company, and a platform company means bringing together software integrations, it means pulling together partnerships, and also key experiences that expand the ecosystem. So when you take that approach, you can kind of, um, in lockstep, satisfy both markets, um, and then also making sure that the Cosmos, which is our next consumer-focused headset, solves the major consumer pain points. So while we don't feel like one headset can do all, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we have the portfolio, our software solutions, our SDK strategy, is to help and make it easier for developers to figure out where to develop, mm-hmm. and maybe even better than that, not figure out half where to develop, develop on one and deploy on all. Okay, well, excellent. Um, I know you mentioned you know uh, where developers can reach out and how, how they should go about uh, uh, not subscribing, but signing up for the developers uh, page. Is there any specific place where the consumer level users should also uh, uh, look forward to engaging with HTC? Sure. I mean, I think if you're a consumer and want to know more about uh, HTC and Vive, just go to Vive.com. Our blogs are there um, and our community links are there as well and that continues to be our our latest kind of place, but also our development community. Um, You know, these kind of sessions are unique for us because we're not used to talking about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We let 
our developers talk about themselves, and uh, you know, that's what we push. We want our developers to kind of really take the spotlight and how we're helping them get there. But our blog is uh, a little bit more kind of focused on more of the actual kind of work that we're doing and helping to kind of you know some of the new things that we're kind of bringing to market. Awesome. No, I've I've met a lot of developers at various conferences and everything. That anytime they uh, have di- direct, you know. Uh, uh, access to you guys uh, they just say you know amazing things about all of the like they couldn't do what they do without all the help from HTC Vive so I just wanted to thank you guys for the the strong leadership in this field and thank you so much for for talking with me today thanks for having me today cheers take care